welcome to the very first episode of the Live Motocross podcast. Uh, today, it's going to be pretty short and sweet from me on your intro, but we are going to jump straight into an interview with um, RHL frontman Gareth Hockey and discuss all the craziness that's going on in the world and also chat through the first round at Little Silver. So joining me now via Skype, obviously, this week, um, we've got RHL frontman Gareth Hockey to the new Live podcast. Good morning, so Hope everything's good with you, and I'm glad to be your guinea pig for the first episode <laughs> ever of this podcast. <laughs> well, if you could see me at the minute, Gareth, I look like Harry Potter because I'm sat underneath the stairs. <laughs> so... Um, one of the main reasons, I'm sure you'll agree, is why we wanted to um, start one of these podcasts is to kind of bring some more positivity back over the craziness that's been happening in the world the past couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah, 100%. Um, and like I say, it's, it is a strange time. Mm. Um, you know, I've spoken to Dave Willow, I've spoken to Jeff. Um mm. I was obviously going to do this podcast idea with the, with the guys at MX Vice, but I think James has gone into hibernation or shut yeah. down. So, um, you know, I'm going to do it via live, obviously. But, yeah, I think what people need to realise is, you know, 2,000 we had foot and mouth. Um, mm-hmm. And perhaps for our industry and our sport, that's probably worse than the current situation because we were all left alone. So, you know, unfortunately this poxy virus we're all in it together um and yeah it's, it's a bit of a downer at the minute but i think everyone needs to be positive if we do do what the government say we'll be we'll be back racing you know hopefully june it appears so fingers crossed we can all get on and, and uh, be positive with life yeah defo um so one thing we're going to go in, into on the podcast um is straight into the nitty gritty stuff. I know uh, the past couple of weeks, obviously, we had to cancel uh, the first round of the the joint championship with the British Championship and the BYC. Um, and you've had quite a bit of backlash on that over social media, um, and obviously quite a bit of support as well. So, have you been finding that? Um, to be honest, you, I. I... I quite like the negativity um, <laughs> because it's what motivates myself. It motivates RHR. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, RHR, we do good, bad, uglies with all our all our key people, all my staff, mm-hmm. um, and some of our sponsors and people from outside the sport. Um, mm-hmm. Like I say, there's some negativity, um, but you know, you can put that sometimes down to the people. But let's yeah. let's get it out there. Let's get it dealt with. Um, you know, the professional people I think that have put comments on. I'm very thankful for their support. Yeah. Um, you know, and th- there's definitely a way forward. So let let's let's thrash it out and get my my own personal views over, not RHL <laughs> views. These are my personal views. So if I swear, I do apologise. <laughs> it's all right. It's yeah. allowed on the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um. So. Obviously, we've been trying to do the merge for a while with the British and the kids, um, you know, and we did a, a couple of successful rounds last year. How did you find the difference going, obviously, to Little Silver this year? Because I know 
a lot of people have been commenting on uh was it the right track to run the first round was it the right you know area to run the first round all these sort of questions um but I want to hear what you think about it really so track wise you know little silver to me is a fantastic venue um mm-hmm. you know we 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 drove in there ourselves with probably the heaviest vehicle that was on the site um yeah. it's there on facebook everyone can see it we drove 35 tons onto a field and didn't really leave a mark um yeah this was on the wednesday yeah, wasn't it this was yeah. on the wednesday so yeah. you know everything up to then was like perfect you know the weather mm. forecast we were all looking at didn't give us rain until late on friday um mm-hmm. we knew we had a small issue coming we didn't know we had you know that amount of rain turning up at four o'clock um yeah and up until then everyone had driven on everything was good um mm-hmm. so p- picking up on the venue 100 percent would go back to little silver want to go back to little silver um and the plans we had in place we knew we had a certain amount of vehicles to go outside in the in the secondary field mm-hmm. um and I'm picking up all this negative crap about we didn't have the parking, we didn't have the space. Um, a, James and my team had identified parking away from the main site, um, yeah. which could have easily taken around 2,500 vehicles, maybe a little bit more, um, mm-hmm. which we did start to use semi on the Saturday. I think the issue where we got ourselves in a bit of a mess being honest was friday night um yeah you know it rained and it was horrible um we were trying to get people in the in and in the end we just ended up because of the the way the paddock was and the way things got churned up just putting people where we could um yeah uh, and and the honest truth is we probably never caught up with that so we had to had to deal with it on saturday um you know, we had space. I've looked at aerial pictures. We had space in the paddock. You know, yeah. The biggest issue was it's like getting in into those spaces without making a mess or whatever. Um, there's a little bit of criticism of the way the parking was done. Yeah. Um, and I think you know we. I stood up in the in the meeting we had with the teams. Um, you know, I didn't say it was a parking was the issue. What I said is Gareth, as RHL, have to shoulder responsibilities for, for what was going on and the fact mm-hmm. that Sunday couldn't happen. You know, at no point was I blaming the venue, blaming anything else, you know. Yeah. Let's be honest, it, it rained, you know, and nothing I can do about the rain, nothing anyone else can do about the rain. You know, yeah, the, I, I know quite a few people i've i've seen little bits on social media and and whatnot but a lot of people have criticized the team for you know we put some track previews out on the thursday and the friday morning which were dry and then obviously we had the rain on the friday afternoon so people i don't know if they think that they were being misguided or false information or something like that but it just seems a bit crazy to me well, it, it, but that shows people's naivety. No disrespect, you can't lie what goes out on a video. You know, we yeah. were, we were stood there. You know, there was there was riders there. You know, the Verdi boys actually pulled in in the dry. Um, mm-hmm. 
so for pe- it's just social media you know people want to want to have a go um and people know better which yeah i respect some people probably do know better but i've seen some of the posts um you know that make my my team and my company sound like we're a bunch of idiots you know yeah. which is absolutely absolutely bollocks to be honest with you you know there was mm-hmm. an emergency evacuation plan done there was plans done for everything we do it no different to how we do western um yeah and that goes through so much health and safety and whatever but yeah i can't fight the weather you know no none of us can fight the weather um you know if you want me to be a bit negative the acu ask the teams the big teams the superstars mm-hmm. as they think they are to provide the footprint of their vehicles which they yeah. did um and to be fair to dave and terry everything was marked out we had spaces for mm-hmm. what we for what we were told was coming but then you know i was on the gate dealing with the teams gone in but then this mum turning up with a car this like you know one yeah. one team had their space and then had an additional eight eight vehicles now yeah we all deal with mxgp you don't have that shit you have your space for your team anything and that's else it. everything else is outside you know and people couldn't understand that because they think they're they're this is going to cause me crap but <laughs> um Shall we say the professional riders took it on board a lot better and the professional teams worked with us, whereas perhaps the people who think they're superstars didn't. Um, If I've offended you for saying that, well, you know, I'm very sorry, but that's the truth. Yeah, I I do get what you're trying to say. It's almost... You know, all all our BYC kids, we asked them to provide a footprint of what they wanted to where they could park mm-hmm. and I'd say 99% of them did that um, we had a few hiccups on that because some of them wanted to be a team but yeah that didn't get communicated to us um, and like I say Friday night when you when you've been in the rain for three hours and people are turning up you know you have to park them where we can get that was the issue like I say going through social media um, and picking up on some bits one comment that I I found quite, quite. I wouldn't say stubborn. That's not the right word, but a bit up their own backside in the nicest way. Someone said that it was a British Championship for adults and not kids. Like, how's that going to work? Um, this is something that we've all debated for years. Everybody's wanted mm-hmm. the, the championships combined. You know, we did it at Land Drake last year. It worked fine. We had nice weather. Um, there yep. was a few external things, but everyone's like, this is great. This is the future. Um, even mm-hmm. on Little Silver Weekend, there was so much positivity and a good vibe around the paddock, around everything, that it's, it is yeah. obviously the future. You know, it rained. You know, you need to get over it. Um, my frustrations are with, shall we say, the older generation, people coming to the end of their careers, um, who think clubs, RHL, promoters, can afford to run with 40 riders, 60 riders, 100 riders. Um, 
Yeah, no. we'll run an event like that, but don't expect to get your 12 grand's worth of prize money. Don't expect the events to grow and move forward. You know, that's going back grassroots. Yeah. You know, we, um, and if it was 25 years ago when I was, when I was riding, that used to work because everyone relies on volunteers. You know, if we, yeah. look at it, if we look at it now, Blacksell's a fantastic club, does a fantastic job, but all their volunteers are getting older. Um, yeah. You know, you go to Ireland, Billy does a mega job, but Billy's at a realisation that there's no younger people coming in um, and everything is going down the route of promoters. So, you know, yeah. our, our guide, we look at MXGP, you know, Giuseppe, I was very critical of in 2008, 2009, but mm-hmm. clear that plan, clear vision, you know, anything in Europe now is not about mx1 mx2 it's about emx's and things like that and they have massive massive paddocks um you know and unless we as professional riders promoters teams invest in the kids there is no future there is no way to earn a living there is no way to be a professional athlete in this sport so yeah you know i can i can take on board the comments you know but there's, there was an MXGP rider that was very negative to the fact that kids are there. But he needs to step back and look at it and think, those kids help pay my wages. You know, my sponsors will be far happier because I've got all these kids around me looking at my product, looking at their product, than, yeah. you know, being stuck in a field in Pontrilus with... It's 40 mates on it. Well, we don't get 40, do we? We couldn't even get 40 for the first round. Yeah. You know, 35 adults in MX1, you know, mm-hmm. and 1,200 people over the age of 40 watching him go round because yeah, that that's not investing in our sport. That's, that's like nothing. That's killing our sport. How do you feel about, obviously, we introduced the, uh, the live stream again for Little Silver. Um, how do you think that's going to bring a new element to the championships? I think for our sport, it, it, you know, it's fantastic. We we know what the figures are. Um, we don't need to share that with anyone. Um, mm-hmm. But for me, if you look at the rest of the world, you look at other sports, you know, look at America. It's, it's massive in America now because that is the future. That's the way we find sponsors. Um, I could have run Little Silver and I would have had probably a nice crowd for the first round you know so yeah 2,000 people paying to come in um but when you balance the money you need to put the event on you need probably 50,000 pound plus as a promoter um as a club probably 35 ish you know because clubs mm. clubs do it old school and look on you know don't actually look at cost of track hire because they own the track but Live streaming is going to open up an opportunity for whoever runs the future of the British Championship to bring money into the clubs, to the riders, you know, to invest in the sport. You know, for me, yeah, you know, having nearly 200,000 people view kids racing, um, yeah, that makes it easier for me to go to look at sponsors outside the sport. You know, go to Mercedes, go to whoever, KFC, whatever that industry is outside of our sport and say, mm-hmm. 
we have this engagement. You know, I can't I can't go to a Mercedes and say, you know, I've got fifteen hundred people in this paddock. You know, yeah. You know, invest ten grand because they're not going to do it. So, you know, fundamentally things need to change. You know, Matt Bates does a mega job with Arena Cross, mm-hmm. but again, it's too small. The audience isn't there, and I think live streaming. Like I say, I'll I'll follow what the Americans do because they seem to be more into making money and investing the money back in, and yeah, we'll, we'll go down that route, you know, and that's yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah, um, wouldn't it have been frustrating as as one of those so called professional riders on Sunday to have my BYC kids live streamed all over the world and them having someone clicking a picture to put in a magazine that gets read by twelve hundred people? It's like. Yeah, I was going to touch on this, but I don't know whether we should or not. But uh, it it came up quite a bit from comments from the British riders and bits and bobs about uh, how they weren't going to be included in the live stream on the Sunday. Yeah, Um, you know, and being honest, I'm quite proud that my kids are going to be on the live streaming. Um, Yeah. I don't want to get into politics of it and whatever. Mm. We know there's a few external issues but you know yeah working with the acu guys we have at the moment very enthusiastic very good guys um you know and we all know as a group acu rhl we have to get through this season as it is um yeah fingers crossed we're going to have a bit of a change um whether that involves rhl or whether it involves paul irwin or some other promoter i don't know um, mm-hmm. But I think the ACU need to reflect and look at things, and perhaps the ACU now need to become the FIM of the UK sport, and we need a an in front or a U stream because the sport needs to change. the The champion, not the sport, the championship needs to change. It needs to become yeah. more professional, and the ACU guys who are all volunteers. Mm-hmm. passionate volunteers that know the rules set the rules need to do that job um so that's pretty much what my thinking is yeah i agree with you it just need a bit of a shake up and yeah. a bit of modernizing yeah uh, as and i think the other th- probably the other thing coming back to the to the adult rider question um mm-hmm. we would love to live stream it um mm-hmm. there are reasons we can't um mm-hmm. And personally, I don't want to, not being funny, until the adults become as professional as yeah. my BYC kids in their attitude to giving back, um, promoting the sport, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's some good young riders coming in. Like if you look at Itachi with, with Conrad, now Eddie, with Ethan, you know, mm-hmm. Kawasaki with, with Lewis. There are good riders that have come through BYC that are starting to come in um, because it's not just about riding a bike anymore. It's about social yeah. media. It's about all that engagement. You know, we do have, need to have a bit of negativity, and that's why we're doing this podcast. But unless we push our sport in a positive way, we, we won't have a sport in 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
So pushing forward on a positive note, um, what's the plan? Obviously, we're struggling with the whole COVID-19 virus at the moment across the world. Um, what's the plans moving forward for the championships to be run towards the end of this year? Um, I think the championships are going to be all right. I think, you know, it's difficult to say. I know the ACU guys are, are nervous about committing to anything, as is any other sport in the in the, Yeah. But... I think we need to look at China and look at the positives. I think the lockdown thing has now kicked in. I think around me, it's a lot, lot quieter, thank God. Um, mm-hmm. There was a lot of stupidity last weekend. Um, but if things go right, by the end of May, I think you know we should start to be looking at perhaps we can do events. Um, you know, We have plans to, to push on. Maybe our season runs into October, November, December. Maybe yeah. you know, but but I think the AMCA you want to make it work. Uh, AMCA, sorry, I've gone off tangent there. <laughs> Even the ACU want you know want to make it work, and I think the positive I'm picking up out of all of this is yeah, there's a lot more people talking to one another, um, and a lot more people trying to find a positive way forward you know we're we're finding it we're we're all messaging all my staff are all messaging one another we're all doing stuff you know mm-hmm. like we, we've been doing stuff with with other people in this sport like I say I had a conversation with Dave Willett yeah know, same with Jeff and it's mm-hmm. like we all want the same thing we might have different ways of wanting to do it and achieve it but hopefully out of this we'll all speak to one another as opposed to doing that racing thing where we've got our heads down and we just want to beat each other um yeah that confuses me like (laughs) I feel like a lot of the time people they can get a little bit stubborn and they want to butt heads because they every they think that their way of doing things is the best but I feel like the the sooner we kind of put our heads together yeah I think that would help a lot it would help a lot but the problem is I think the problem is we are all ex-racers retired racers mm-hmm. so when I'm doing my event my event always I want my events to be better than anyone else's and I'm yeah. sure Paul Irwin is looking at his events and thinking the same Colin is looking at his events and thinking the same yeah you know I've said it in the past me Matt Bates and myself have had some major issues but in realistic terms we would be probably a very good combination because Matt does front of house way better than anyone else in this country he puts yeah the present you know but i i think my team delivers the back end of things which people don't see a lot of you know mm-hmm. and that's what's frustrated me with the little silver comments it's like they obviously think we're some muppets to do it on a, you know write it on a piece yeah. of paper and and don't have a plan um no one sees the back end of stuff do they no no um you know and that's people's naivety who, who probably don't run their own businesses or if they do run their own businesses perhaps don't understand event business but mm-hmm. you know I I have to look at RHL you know and look at the RHL have won national awards yeah no one else in our sports won national awards no yeah. one no one in our sports even bothered to like look at that and say wow that's quite good that you know motocross yeah. motocross is now seen in a national sporting event scenario um yeah but like I say, hopefully, fingers crossed, we're all talking at the minute. Um, 
and whether we're all talking because we're worried about surviving or whether you know we're all talking because common sense says put your heads together guys you know and then there's <laughs> a, there is a massive future you know that's what i think it is but like i say let's we need to see what happens so moving forward as well um, what have the RHL team been up to, obviously, with this three weeks downtime that we've got now? <laughs> uh, quite a lot. We're all playing on WhatsApp, you know, and we're having yep. different things going on. Um, I have no idea what Freddie Gardner and the Musto brothers have done to me, but I'm in some Instagram chat thing with kids that are talking in language that I don't even understand. <laughs> I can work out they've all had haircuts because they've posted bald heads. Um Oh no! But, it shaved all the heads. Well, some have, some haven't. But it's oh, like, God. you know, I know what Ben must have had for dinner yesterday or breakfast. Um, <laughs> but that—that's what's coming out. That's quite good, I think. Is like, as a motocross family, because that's mm-hmm. what it pretty much is. Everyone's pulling together, and we're all working together. Um, yeah. This this is going to get tougher for the next few weeks. Um, I think. Yeah. Shutdown's going to be worse. Um, but I think we've just got to all keep coming up with crazy ideas. I see like the Apico boys are up to something, you know, there's lots we can do just to mm-hmm. engage with one another, you know, social media. That is probably the one good thing about social media. We're, we're all locked in a room, but you know, we can still escape, escape the world. Yeah, we can and, still and, communicate. Can't yeah, we? yeah. Yeah. So, so fingers crossed, we can communicate with the ones who want to communicate with us. That's it. Obviously we decided to start the podcast um during these these crazy weeks to kind of give people a bit more of a positive uh vibe in the community um how do you feel that that's going to help people going forward do you think it'll help give them a few answers with the championships or what do you think I think for, for this one I think you know let's put it out there it wasn't mm-hmm. a good, it wasn't a good start um you know, and there's lots of negative comments. So yeah. now let's all work together. Let's bung the ideas on social media, wherever you want to put it. So mm-hmm. from RHL's point of view, we'll look at it and, you know, suggest things and do things. Mm-hmm. But I think going forward, what needs to go out is I've been through foot and mouth with all my businesses in, in 2000. Um, yeah. And the one thing I can I can sort of tell everyone is, we will all survive this. We will all come out the other side of it. And motocross is going to happen again. So I think, you know, as a group of people, when we all come together, mm-hmm. you know, and whether that's in early June, our next BYC, I, I, I won't say early June, but I'll say our next BYC championship, or at worst, it's in Desert Martin with Billion Island. Yeah. We will be having a party to celebrate that, you know, as a group, we're still here and we're still fighting. Um, yeah. You know, and I think what people need to remember is there there are people far worse off than us out there in the world at the minute. Um, and I think as a motocross community or as an off-road community, perhaps we just need to be a bit more supportive of the people around us. You know, Bob, yeah. Bob's mad idea at Oakley, it was a mad idea, <laughs> but, but it's good. And, you know, and I think if people can do that, you know, let's post the positive stuff we're doing. Let's let's get out there and be happy yeah. about it. You know, life life will go on past this stupid virus. So, you know, we just got to prepare ourselves.
podcast was brought to you by Live Motocross. Available on Apple, Acast, Spotify and wherever you download your podcasts.